sir, he's a demon on wheels. He's a demon and he's gonna be chasing after someone. He's gaining on you, so you better look alive. He's busy revving up the powerful Mach 5. Colin, what kind of movie is it? No, this is a good movie, bad movie, and it's Campbell Run versus Midnight Run. And I'm Sean Lemmy. And I'm Colin Westford. We saw one of those movies a few months ago, and now we saw the other one yesterday. And so we're going to see which one's better. Yeah. Both have run in the title. Both involve cross-country treks to mm-hmm. get to something. In one movie, we actually don't know what they're getting to. <laughs> we can assume in both movies it's money, but uh, you, you don't know? I don't even think they said like where in California they ended and what state they started in. In Cannonball Run? Yeah, you just kind of assume it's New York to L.A. But... You can't know for sure. It could be anywhere. <laughs> I mean, most of the movie kind of looks like it was just shot in California. Like, it didn't look like New Jersey in that scene that they were in New Jersey. I, I guess I'm only saying that because I've been watching so much Sopranos lately that I know what New Jersey looks like. But, uh... Well, there's that one part where they show the St. Louis arch. Yeah. I believe they were in Missouri for that. <laughs> I could believe it. <laughs> and the very next scene there in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, good movie goes first, so I guess we should talk about Midnight Run to, to start off. Mm-hmm. You're a big fan of this, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I, I do like Midnight Run quite a bit. Shall I explain the plot? Yeah, I hate explaining plots to movies. <laughs> this is a movie where Robert De Niro has been hired for this job to take. What's Charles Grodin's character? His name again? The oh, old Grody? No, the the something like the the Duke. The Duke. That's right. The Duke. Anyways, is he a bounty hunter in this movie? Uh, roughly. He's like he's a like, private investigator or okay. something. So he's been hired to take him Because he was country. a cop. Yeah, he was a cop. But he wasn't taking bribes from all the the dirty money coming in from, I believe, Dennis Farina's character. Mm-hmm. And so he's uh, taking the Duke to L.A. from New York. But uh, Duke can't fly. He starts getting all hysterical when they're on the plane. Mm-hmm. So they uh, they take the train. I'm sure they take a car at some point. And they take a few cars. They steal some cars. Yeah, they do. There's that one fat guy who's always chasing him. Keeps getting the raw end of the deal. <laughs> and, uh... Fellow... I guess, bounty hunter. I think, the, yeah. It's, it seems like such a weird phrase for like people who work in modern cities there's probably some other politically correct term <laughs> for what they do now yeah because they like work was that a bail bonds place that joe panliano is at i think so i feel like he's the guy who hired him mm-hmm. and then he hires that other fat piece of shit so he loses the faith 
Yeah. So basically, it's like 16 blocks, but much longer distance. That's what you're saying. I suppose, though, I have never seen 16 you blocks. You never saw 16 blocks? The one with Bruce Willis and... Uh, Most Def. Most Def. Most definitely, that was that one. Okay. And Most Def is like a drug dealer in that or something. He's, like, been arrested. All I really remember about the Most Def character was he talked with a really dumb accent. <laughs> And that he, like, wanted to open a bakery someday. <laughs> and I think at the end of the movie, he, like, sends a cake to Bruce Willis. Yeah. I think it was set in Seattle. Okay. Maybe. Well, in Midnight Run, I believe, didn't Robert De Niro want to start, like, a coffee shop? And the Duke's always saying, like, you know, it's not such a wise investment. It's kind of, the kind of places go under within a year. Robert De Niro's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> That's what a lot of this movie is. Lots of bickering, which, I don't know, maybe I could have used one or two fewer scenes of Robert De Niro getting pissed off at him. For the most part, I, I like this movie because, it, I don't know, for me, it's one of my favorite sort of fun buddy action movies because it's, I think it has a nice mix of, you know, sort of fun action sequences as well as like actually making these characters into fully fleshed out human beings you kind of get to know where they're coming from and both the characters do understand why they're in the predicament that they are in and uh yeah there's some nice little scenes in there for me there was too much of that and not enough funny times yeah i wanted more funny like i really enjoyed the scene where they uh where Charles Grodin pretends to be like a health inspector or something so they can rob a bar. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's a funny scene, and it's like just a wash in Robert Steele, like whining about his horrible family predicament. And Charles Grodin just talking about how, like, I gotta help the people. Like, I couldn't believe I was working for the mob. I was like a mob accountant. Such a good guy, it turns out. <laughs> He's like, you probably could have just done that once and I would believe you, you know? I felt like the movie got pretty long for me. Mm -hmm. So you're saying it's the bad movie? No, no, <laughs> no, not, not when Cannibal Run's in, in the mix. In comparison, alright. I enjoyed Midnight Run. Uh-huh. Uh, unironically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I also think this is a good example of Robert De Niro being used well. For a, for a movie that's slightly more lighthearted. Mm hmm. Because it, it isn't asking him to be completely ridiculous, and it's not. I don't know, it's just not a dumb movie like he seems to be doing so many of. I guess he's not in the comedy vein that he once was when he got bogged down with, like, Meet the Parents and that Showtime movie he did with Eddie Murphy. Kind of past that was that. like great, wasn't it? Was it? I don't know. I don't know that it was. <laughs> I remember people seeing. I, well, I was like a kid. I was like in like, I don't know, sixth grade. Mm -hmm. So maybe there were some sixth graders that told you good things yeah. about the movie Showtime. <laughs> Showtime's pretty sweet, supposedly. <laughs> that or maybe it was Hollywood Homicide that people liked. Well, that was with Harrison Ford, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's kind of probably a similar type of thing. I <laughs> don't really remember these movies well. What I do remember well is uh, the Cannibal Run because we watched it last night. 
Uh, what are you? We need as much an advantage as we can. Because okay, yeah, let's try and break down. Okay, exactly let's, let's do it by here. the different races, different characters, the different vehicles. Okay. So obviously, our main characters are Dom DeLuise and Burt Reynolds, mm-hmm. and we see them up to some hilarious hijinks very early on in the movie. Um, there's the scene where they crash the car in the blockade, which no one they didn't explain why there was like a a big police car blockade there. Uh, but Dom DeLuise just like makes a joke, and then the next scene they're not there anymore. So I guess they got out of that one scot free. <laughs> uh, there's the scene when Burt Rounds is flying them around in an airplane. And they land on the uh, busy city street, so Dom Delis can get beer for the airplane. And again, because uh, all this time Burrell has been drinking and driving <laughs> these yeah. vehicles nonstop, drinking and driving, no big deal. Uh, and so they drink and fly, and then they also end up in a boat. And Burt Reynolds is drinking and driving the boat, <laughs> and he's looking at ladies in bikinis, and he crashes the boat. And so having destroyed all their vehicles, they're like, what are we going to do in the Cannonball Run? Because at no point in this movie do they set up the Cannonball Run. It's just a fact of the universe that it's, this thing is coming and we have to participate in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they end up... I feel like they probably mention it. Maybe. <sighs> I, if they... I mean, the scene after we were introduced to Bird Roll and Dom Delis, there's that thing where... Sammy Davis Jr. is at that place. The betting people place. People are betting on the Cannonball Run, which we never see that place again. No. Just but we see Sammy Davis Jr. call in mm-hmm. to adjust his bet mid-race, even though he's competing in it. Yeah. Sure. Um, anyway, so those characters end up stealing an ambulance. Yeah. Or maybe buying it. I don't know. It all happens off-screen to compete in the Cannonball Run. <laughs> And uh, that's when they bring in my favorite character in the movie, the psychopath Frankenstein Dr. Van Helsing, played by Jack Elam, who was uh, this sort of character actor from the 50s and 60s. He's got a very unique look. Yeah. His eyes just exemplify the word googly. Very bug-eyed sort of guy. This guy who's always injecting himself with some sort of <laughs> serum. <laughs> he's trying to inject everybody else. Yeah, he's yeah, he's probably the best character in the movie. He's actually like, kind of entertaining to watch because <laughs> he's just so loopy. He's like, what is this guy's deal? He's giving everyone the middle finger sideways. Yeah, he's always reason. like raising up his hand and pointing at his middle finger. <laughs> Uh, so I mean, it, we learn through these characters is because there is like the the one scene where the race organizers set up the race like it's an official thing, even though everyone gets pulled over by the police all the time during this race. Mm-hmm. That um, they're going from somewhere on the east coast <laughs> to somewhere in California, and they set up a really troubling aspect of it where everyone has these time cards. So theoretically. When everyone finishes at the same time at the end, really whoever left last wins by a lot. But they don't really address that. Yeah, that was a really troublesome plot device. Like, they could have just had them start at the same time, and whoever gets there first is the winner. 
or they all punch their time cards in at the same time or something. But that the fact that some characters start earlier than the others kind of loses all of the <laughs> like tension of someone getting there first. Um, well, we spend the most time with, with Dom Delis and Burt Reynolds, and they also abduct this kind of ditzy, hippie girl who's hanging out with, I guess, the movie's antagonist, although he gets <laughs> basically dropped out of most of the movie. He's yeah. just there to get kicked around at the beginning and then goes away. And then uh, get kicked around more towards the end. Yeah, a little bit towards the end. I can't Mr. Something. Yeah. There you go. We'll just call him Mr. Something he's, from now on. Yeah, Mr. Something, he's like some guy like who's all about... Politician guy? Yeah, he's like all about playing by the rules. He's at like this mother's council at the beginning, where also some other racers drive through the building. I believe that was Terry Bradshaw and... <laughs> was that now? I think so. Him and his brother or something read like a stutter. <laughs> so basically... <laughs> A southern character who basically just seems retarded, mm-hmm. as if Terry Bradshaw wasn't bad enough. I think they wanted to go for like a Dukes of Hazard thing, but they <laughs> they really missed the mark. They're just like retarded. Also, <laughs> also they're away about drinking and driving. You see them loading, you know, hundreds of cans of beer into the back of their truck at the, at the beginning of the race, mm-hmm. which is great because it was a different time. Yeah. Also, Sammy Davis Jr. and D. Martin, who is his uh, partner, seem to be drinking most of the time. <laughs> D. Martin seems like he's actually drunk. <laughs> he looks terrible. Like he was drinking heavily the whole time they were shooting this oh, movie. Right, which I don't blame him. <laughs> but, man, he's not looking good. <laughs> okay, so who else do we have? Well, we, we, have... we got to explain that Sammy and Dean, Dino... They are uh, dressed up as priests uh-huh. for one scene in which they meet up with Dom DeLuise, who I guess has just forgotten that they met earlier, and <laughs> convinced that they're real priests, uh, so they can flatten his tire. And then it's like a bit of a, a bit of a rivalry there. They become kind of like the, the the villainous racers of the group, sure. the priests. There's also the two chicks in the their shiny '80s spandex suits who just like show their cleavage. Just show their cleavage to whenever they get pulled over. To, uh, That's like know. the whole thing. They show that a couple times. And then like a lady cop pulls them over and she has cleavage too. So it's like, oh no, this doesn't work. I don't know why she had to have cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> like to obviously point out that this is a woman. Yeah. So the the kids in the audience would get it. And I guess we the movie starts with a police car chasing a Lamborghini, which I guess is that scene. So it's, it's kind of those in in Medias Res startings. Yeah, I guess I, I don't know what's up with that scene. And then there's it's also like the only meaningful okay. driving scene in the whole movie. So oh, we have not mentioned Roger Moore. Roger Moore. Playing Roger Moore? Playing someone who thinks he's Roger Moore, yeah, but he also that's... has access to a spy car. Uh-huh. Like... Beats me! <laughs> I don't know. And I think there's also, like, some guys driving a truck. 
one guy's black, one guy's white. We don't really get to know anything about him. So the black guy does bad impressions of celebrities. Yeah, and at one point they jump a train with the truck. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Also, oh, there's... they go off-road at that one part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at the very That's beginning of the, the race. the very beginning of the race. They just... Supposed to be acting like they're on the... <laughs> Honeymoon or something. I know so little about what's going on there. I, I, the whole thing was they do a wheelie, I guess, across the entire country. Yeah, that's kind of their gimmick. <laughs> just just every time we check in, they're doing a wheelie for three thousand miles, just doing a giant wheelie. So let me ask you the question that's on everyone's mind: <clears throat> Is it racist to cast? Jackie Chan as a Japanese person and have Jackie Chan speak in Chinese the entire movie. Yeah, it's... Well, yeah, it's pretty racist, but I don't know if it's as racist as the fact that every time we we check in with those characters, the music that plays is... Or some variation on that type of really just, like, generic... I guess Asian people music is what you so, call that. We meet them. They're on a Japanese TV show, and they introduce Jackie Chan as Japan's number one racer. Mm-hmm. And then there's the actress who's the best actress in Japan, and then there's Japan's number one scientist. And while the interviewer is interviewing Jackie Chan, which again his name is Jackie Chan in the movie, <laughs> uh, Japan's number one scientist gets in this high-tech car that's just on the stage and he like starts driving it and Jackie Chan's like I can't believe he's doing this next scene we see they're in someplace on the east coast (laughs) competing in Cannonball Run together even though it didn't seem like they were getting along and it wasn't even sure what that car was and we just check in with them every once in a while through the movie. They're mostly just fighting and using infrared goggles. Infrared goggles so they can see in the dark and drive with their headlights out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackie Chan starts to watch a porn on... I think it was beta, but it might have been VHS. It looks like it was VHS. Uh, at one port, which is uh, great. I mean, that's pretty high-tech to have a VHS player in your car in 1981. VCR car. No one even had those in the... What did I call it? VHS player. Uh, yeah, I don't even never, know what it's called. Never anymore. forget it's been so long. <laughs> VCRs. You're not the only one who does that. Everyone calls it a VHS player. Yeah, man. pretty much. That's what living in the era DVDs did. Mm-hmm. Forgot about VCRs. They uh, have a rocket at one part. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Because they they go flying. Their car is flying it's pretty sweet um it seems like they're in the lead the whole race because they're all like giggling to each other but at one part they're driving in the wrong direction uh and then they lose i guess mm-hmm. oh so it all culminates before the race end in this, this big brawl because like the road is closed and the bikers the guy in drag and the other guy gets surrounded by evil bikers. One of them turns out to be Peter Fonda because this movie just can't get enough washed up famous people in it. 
Uh, and it turns into this this whole battle because um, Dom DeLuise has a superhero alter ego uh, mm-hmm. that needs to get activated. Sure. Captain Chaos. Captain Chaos. Um, and Roger Moore has to get punched out because it's funny because he's supposed to be James Bond. He's supposed to be tough. Mm-hmm. But he's not. And Jackie Chan actually beats people. It's funny because the fight ends, and then like Jackie Chan goes back and he does another fight that's like not funny at all. Just so, <laughs> so like, you can see like real Jackie it, Chan fighting. Just I mean, not a total pe- waste. people didn't know what it was like back then. Yeah, it's true. He had not been exposed to American audiences yet. I guess it's also worth noting that Roger Moore always has a different woman mm-hmm. in his car, and he's always like explaining himself to them. Yeah. And he's, like, using devices that are built into his car badly. Yeah. Uh, except that one time he makes that one car wipe out. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Where he shoots smoke out from behind him at the police car. And then he shoots out uh, gasoline. Oil slick. Oil slick, yeah. And the car spins out and looks pretty sweet. It's totally sweet. <laughs> so, I mean, who are you rooting for? nobody because <laughs> I didn't know anything about what was at stake for these yeah. characters as I said earlier we don't even know if they're in it for a bunch of money they never explained what the prize is for mm. this uh, contest the closest we get is that one um, Burt Reynolds scene where he's talking to the lady in the back of the ambulance I don't know if you even remember this probably not I probably don't know because <laughs> I wasn't that Interested in the Farrah Fawcett slash Burt Reynolds love story going on there. She tells him, um, like, why are you doing this? And he's like, well, my dad had the great plans of retirement, but he died two days before he retired. And so ever since then, I've always told myself I was just going to go for it. And that's his motivation. Just always gonna go for it. So whatever it is, he was going for it. Yeah, you sure. Yeah, like, could you be any more vague? <laughs> uh, oh, we also forgot about JB Farr as the oh she- god <laughs> the sheik, the sheik. Which every time his character shows up, it just plays like Lords of Arabia esque mm-hmm. music. This movie is pretty good at uh, imitating like famous themes without actually like playing the exact same things they do it for James Bond too they just have a very similar type of mm-hmm. theme going on it's not quite the James Bond theme but it's really really spot on I think so Jamie Farr the first time we see him he's driving around uh, I guess just somewhere in the Middle East so you can tell this movie has way too many characters <laughs> that we keep forgetting forgetting an actor we actually recognize yeah. uh, and there's like some guys on camels so I'm like there's that, there's that guy he's such an asshole I heard he hit a camel the last time he was driving and then Jamie Farr parks and he talks to like his sister and she's like, "You're gonna go in this race because it's dumb. You shouldn't do it." He's like, "Check it out. I'm gonna get. In, I'm gonna go get in this race." <laughs> and then the next time we see him, he's at the start line of the race, and uh, he's like really happy about it. But his bodyguards are like getting seasick or something from his driving. Mm-hmm. And then we see him one more time on the race. He like stops at a burger joint and asks a woman to like be in his harem. <laughs> And I 
maybe he was in the the big melee at the end, but I I, I honestly don't remember seeing him he's after not, that. He's not in the movie much. And he's not funny. No, seems seems also kind of racist. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, I remember when they get to the hotel. He's like, I'll just rent out a whole floor of the hotel. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. <laughs> But I just love the uh, the recklessness of this movie, the, the willingness to destroy property and lots, people. Lots of cars going through uh, through buildings. There's like right at the beginning, Terry Bradshaw, his retarded brother, <laughs> fly off some jump into a swimming pool. And we're like, oh. Because I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I don't even think they're that remorseful. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, man. The two guys in the truck, like, literally demolished the front of a building. And one of the characters is like, dude, you're supposed to park in the parking lot. And they're like, I, I don't got time for that. <laughs> and that's about it. They still, like, check into the hotel and participate in the race and everything's fine. Someone, oh, the the villain, Mr. Whatever. Yeah, Mr. Whatever. He gets hit by the truck and he's, like, knocked out. And no one's, like, arresting anyone. Mm-hmm. And are just okay with it. Yeah. And that's kind of the way the whole movie goes is whatever. Yeah. It's, the law doesn't matter. Everyone drinks and drives, apparently. Was that a thing that people did? It's it's so strange to me, because <laughs> no, people sure. have been so concerned about, you know, DUIs and stuff my entire life. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird to think that not that long ago, people would just would grab some beers hit the road. Do it in the context of a movie. And it's... It... It seemed like a cartoon, right? I mean, that's kind I mean, of... pretty much. I mean, I think going into this, we were like, is this just Wacky Racers, the movie? And it basically is. <laughs> the characters are so broad, they might as well be cartoons. But then there are these hints of really adult things. Yeah, I feel like rape is mentioned more than a more couple than times. More than a couple times. <laughs> I feel like they say shit quite a bit. Gambling, there's a lot of bodily harm, abduction. Is I'm sure the N word's in there somewhere. <laughs> you think so? I don't remember I hearing the remember. N word. Maybe not. But yeah, I'm, there is the one part though where, where uh, I think it's Dom DeLuise or maybe it's Burt Reynolds says, uh, uh, talking about Sammy Davis Jr. They're like. Uh, he's a priest and he's black. Do they even have black priests? Yeah. And then the other one's like, yeah, they have black priests now. <laughs> Which that that seemed kind of weird. Yep. <laughs> I also liked that they included bloopers during the credits because uh, the Jackie Chan movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the story is that Jackie Chan saw them doing bloopers in this movie. And uh, he thought this was a good idea. Oh, yeah? That was like the one thing he took away from this movie. I don't think he liked this movie. Yeah, very I much. wouldn't like this movie much if I was Jackie Chan either. <laughs> yeah. uh, but what you, what I gained from the bloopers was not laughter. It was that the whole cast is afraid Burt Reynolds <laughs> is going to hit them. <laughs> well, I just feel like Dom Deluise. Dom Deluise is especially afraid, and he gets hit. <laughs> Burt Reynolds is a menace. <laughs> <laughs> Under his pleasant exterior. 
That's the heart of a killer. I don't know. It seemed like it would have been kind of a fun movie to <laughs> to be on the set of. Just just when Burt Reynolds isn't around. <laughs> don't hurt me. Uh, so what happens to Mr. Whatever? There's uh, He's at the airport or something at one part, and a lady backs her car in, and he's trapped in a phone booth. Yeah, that happens. That's pretty early in the movie, though. He gets out of that. He <laughs> slips under it, I remember. Okay, so then what happens to him? Why don't we see him again? <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to remember... <laughs> Because that character is not... I don't know. feels so bad for him. He sucks. He's the voice of reason. He is. No. He's just so lame. Okay, so I know everyone was wondering, so I guess we might as well cover it. The very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's this final sprint, the final ten blocks or whatever. They're all fighting to get to the finish line first. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that this is all on a punch card system in which it does not matter. Yeah, whoever left... <laughs> left last has automatically won it at this point mm-hmm. which I think was Burt Reynolds and Don DeLuise yeah. so who made it to the finish line it was the, the girls in, in the Lambo mm-hmm. it was Burt Reynolds in, in the ambulance um, other people were there yeah I, I don't know I just, I just, it seems like it was everyone maybe you think like, uh, Roger Moore was definitely there because he talks yeah I'm not sure if Jackie Chan was there. He might have still been fighting bikers. <laughs> Maybe that probably would have slid him down since he had to go back and fight bikers instead of <laughs> racing to the end. Anyway, we actually get to see some somewhat exciting driving for a change because the whole movie, besides the opening scene, is basically sped up footage of cars on open freeways without really obstacles to swerve around and then police show up behind them and pull them over mm-hmm. not like clever exciting racing which is the way I grew up watching Fast and Furious movies yeah I mean that's one thing that disappointed me a lot about this movie because it was directed by Hal Needham who directed um, Smokey and the Bandit which and Smokey and the Bandit too yeah I don't know how good that one is I've seen the first one and it's it's like this except good Like it's what you'd want out of a dumb you know racing movie starring Burt Reynolds I mean it's got some fast paced action sequences of him just trying to outrun the cops and there's some nice humor in it I mean I remember uh, Jackie Gleason plays the disgruntled cop in it he's pretty like genuinely funny not like everyone in Cannonball Run he's just incredibly unfunny almost to a fault except for Dr. Van Helsing but yeah that's the problem is Smokey and the Bandit had a you know some humor parceled out with all the, the, the chase sequences this one there was so little racing in it they all had to keep stopping so they could get into Dumb, goofy situations make bad jokes. <laughs> so, in the end, they all basically crash or just stop. Mm-hmm. And it ends on a foot race. Yeah. 
and like everyone falls on top of each other except Dom DeLuise because he's Captain Chaos at the time. He's got his cape on. He's got his mask. Mm-hmm. He's running, and then also one of the girls in the the skin tight outfits. Yeah, they're both running, and Dom DeLuise has, has got a good lead. So even though he's overweight, like think he's gonna win. But then someone yells, "My baby!" or whatever, and Dom DeLuise has to dive uh, off a nearby pier. To save what turns out to be a dog, which was drowning, mm-hmm. and the girl punches her card. But since again the girls <laughs> left really early, Dom DeLuise. I think they were the first ones that left. <laughs> yeah, so it's absolutely beating us. Uh, but no one cares because they literally never said what the prize was, mm-hmm. and um, it's. Is it Mr. Something that that shows up at the end? I think he shows up at the end. And he like Is that when he gets in the Aston Martin yeah. and he gets shot up through the roof? He doesn't get shot up in the roof. He lights his cigarette and he doesn't get shot up in the roof. And Roger Moore is like, huh, that doesn't seem right. And so Roger Moore gets in the car and he presses the button and his seat gets lost. Yeah, see, I couldn't even tell because it was just some guy in a suit. And I was like... <laughs> Okay, so was Roger Moore wearing the black or the white suit? I couldn't yeah, he was get a the white. Black. Was he? Okay. Roger Moore got launched, and he ends up in the water. Mm-hmm. And everyone laughs. And the movie ends. <laughs> and then roll the, the outtakes of Burt Reynolds threatening to <laughs> slap people. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's, that's, that's good filmmaking right there. So if only they could have taken some of Midnight Run's plot and put it into Cannonball Run. Yeah, like maybe focused on just a few characters instead of like 20 characters that are just broad, cartoony types <laughs> that we learn nothing about and have nothing invested in. Yeah, that would have been better. <laughs> Maybe they had some actual fucking racing in this movie that's about a giant race <laughs> across the country. Instead of people just pulling over <laughs> to make jokes that are so bad. But, but Kong, mm-hmm. if they were racing, would, would, would that make it better? Maybe. That would have just made it, was, it longer. Maybe this is well done. I don't know. I do get the sense that there were perhaps a lot of deleted scenes in this movie just because I hope so. there is so, so much that we're left to ask <laughs> because there's so many things that seem to be going on around the edges of this story that we don't really know what they are. Is To me, I had a, it took me a long time to understand that that Captain Chaos was the him Dom Delis kept talking about. Yeah, because I, that was very disappointing too. Because I was hoping for some sort of like awesome cameo by by I don't know I don't know who it would have been back then. Someone awesome, someone totally awesome. not an alter ego superhero, which we Dom see Delis. in like the second Dom Delis scene in the movie. Yep. Yep. <laughs> But they kept talking about him as if they wanted to keep it mysterious, but we already knew. Mm-hmm. And he becomes Captain USA at the end because he can't be Captain America. But that didn't make sense. 
Because it had nothing to do with America. Except they drove across it? Yeah. It's, it's more of a connection than I could make. How'd he get that costume? Where'd it come from? He was just saving it for the end of this race. How many costumes does he have? He's probably just got the two. So. Captain Chaos and Captain USA. <laughs> Well, I like Midnight Rough, though. Yeah, me too. I don't know. I can't say that, uh, you know, it's another one of those bad movies where it's like, I wasn't bored watching it. You wouldn't have time. <laughs> I guess it's only like 95 minutes long. They try to cram quite a bit into those 90 minutes, just none of it's terribly compelling. Can't imagine what Cannonball Run Two is like. Oh God, that's a real thing. Yeah, that's this. Who's in that? I feel like they added a few more. Does everyone come back as well? I think basically. Good, because this is such an ensemble. You wouldn't want to tear it apart. Um, I no, <laughs> certainly not. But uh, let's see here. The Cannonball Run 2. It's got Bird Reynolds, got Dom, Dean, Sammy, The Sheik. Oh, it's got Mary Lou Henner. Mm-hmm. And Tony Danza. It's got to have <laughs> multiple <laughs> cast members from Taxi in it. Oh, Shirley MacLaine. Sid Caesar. Tim Conway. Jackie Chan's back in there. Playing Jackie Chan. Mitsubishi engineer once again. <laughs> Still didn't know who he was. Uh, I guess uh, no, no Roger Moore though. Mm-hmm. My God. <laughs> well, as long as we're talking about casts, we should talk about Dennis Farina and uh, Philip Baker Hall in Midnight Run. Yeah, Midnight Run's got a pretty, pretty solid cast of character actor tough guys. As well as Joe Pantoliano. Joe Pants. And, uh... God, who's that guy we were talking about? The big black guy. Yafet Yef- Kodo. Yeah. He's... He's like a detective. He's on the, on the case. Yeah, Robert DiGio steals, like, his FBI badge. Which really comes in handy. Yeah. Very useful. Some real some real close calls from Midnight Run. Those are fun. Mm-hmm. And also, I, I really like the, the Farina Phil Baker Hall stuff because this friend is just yelling at people in really inventive ways. I remember one that stuck out with me is he threatens to poke someone's eyeball out with a pencil. Yeah. There's something really strange and graphic about that threat. Like if you say with a knife it's like whatever. But a pencil or something. It's not like he had a pencil at the time. No, he, he, he would probably go out of his way to find a pencil somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's a good menace to him when he when we finally meet him in person, uh, but he's fun in the first few scenes where he's just insulting his buffoonish goons. Those guys get a helicopter one part, mm-hmm. and you think that's about it. It's a helicopter. It's pretty hard to beat that. <laughs> How did they take down the helicopter? Like, shoot it down. I think they shoot it and. It's- fucking explodes into a canyon. I remember that point in the movie, you're like, wow, the body count of this movie just... 
<laughs> increased dramatically. There's not that many people getting killed. A bunch of dudes in a helicopter will blow up. Pretty gnarly. Yeah. Good times. Good times. So uh, I think we declared Midnight Run the good movie. Mm-hmm. Campbell Run the bad movie. Yeah. And uh, Rat Race, the X Factor. The, the greatest movie. The greatest movie. Of well, its kind. Have you ever seen It's a Mad Mad? I have mad, not. Mad world. I'm sure it would have been a, a good movie to compare to Midnight or uh, to Cannonball Run. So when I was a kid. I don't really remember. Maybe I should... That is kind of a subgenre that isn't talked about cross country races. <laughs> there are a few of those. And I guess we just mentioned all of them. Forrest though. Gump. Forrest Gump. He runs on foot. It's not a race though. <laughs> it's, it's a race with itself. It's against time. <laughs> uh, there's probably other ones. Yeah, probably. Maybe we'll do another good movie, bad movie. Based on this idea of rat race, and it's a bad, bad world. Yeah, sweet. I'd way rather do that. I don't know. I guess I'm just glad to talk about Cannonball Run to make it all worthwhile. Yeah. That's all this was. Apparently, we had nothing interesting to say about Midnight Run, <laughs> uh, except that I. It seems like a really, really beloved movie, and I'm not sure why it's so celebrated. Like I liked it. But I, I didn't fall in love with it. So is it that so? I feel like a lot of people are really passionate about it. Mm. Okay. Like, it's not, it's not heat, you know? Yes. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a different kind of movie, isn't it? Well, I think that's it. Yeah, I think so. Our verdict has been, been reached. And uh, we'll see you on the flip side. Rufus Roughcut and Sawtooth in the buzz wagon. Maneuvering for position is the Army Surplus Special. Right behind is the Ant Hill Mob in their bulletproof.